windailysports.com. Welcome into the Better Baseball Podcast. After the, I guess, Monday WrestleMania hangover, we decided not to have the show. At least I wasn't going to do a show after the weekend of WrestleMania. Of course, priorities here. But we're back with the Better Baseball Podcast. We had a pretty good week last week, and now we dive into things uh, for this week. And uh, honestly, I don't even want to get into too much yesterday. It's it's because tonight, today, the pitching matchups are unbelievable today. We have probably some of the best pitchers. And in terms of DFS too, we're looking at some of the best strikeout pitchers. Shane Bieber, Lucas Giolito, Trevor Bauer. There is a ton of power arms on today's slate. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. get much better than... <laughs> I mean, that White Sox-Indians matchup between Giolito and Bieber, like, that's a pitcher, you know, duel that you would be salivating over if you're just a fan. Like, yeah. if you had no money riding on it, you would just turn tune into this game, if you could, on MLB TV or wherever, and just enjoy the pitching that you were about to see because, I mean, the offenses for those teams have not been performing up to par. So no. you should be in for a nice Bieber-Giolito battle into the 6th, 7th inning. <laughs> yeah, and expect a lot of strikeouts too. I imagine we're going to be seeing both of those guys in most of the DFS lineups. Those are two some of the highest strikeout pitchers. I know Shane Bieber leads the league in pitching so far through the first couple of weeks. So uh, I, I think we're we're going to see a lot of great pitching there. But then also when you continue to look down, when you continue to look at Lucas Giolito, you go down to Brandon Woodruff, who has been amazing so far this season. Now he needs, I think, in order to get the win, maybe his lineup to do better, which they have been. So give him credit for that. But uh, yeah, I think Brandon Woodruff is also in line for a pretty good game here against a really bad Cubs team. And you know what? Let's start there because I know that's a matchup we do want to talk about. Um, I, I think the, the Brewers here are a really good play today. And, you know, maybe I'm I'm so much against the Cubs that that I like this, but eventually Woodruff's going to get that win. And it seems like the Cubs, they have been not hitting against anyone, whether that's the Pirates, whether that is the Brewers, whoever it is. Uh, I, I think it's just best to bet, bet against them, especially when they're going up against Brandon Woodruff. I think that's a great bet today. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the Cubs offense has been abysmal. So far, I this think year. that's even putting it nicely, too. Yeah. I mean, even the abyss is better than what the Cubs have been <laughs> in offensive statistics so far. I mean, they don't rank higher than 27th in most offensive categories for, you know, th there's just nothing that they've done that yeah. shows any promise of doing anything against Woodruff today. So if Woodruff, comes out the way we expect him to come out and has pitched the way he has been pitching in the previous couple starts. I mean, this should be lights out for the Brewers and Woodruff should dominate the day. He should have double digit Ks. He should have very few, if any, hits on the board. I mean, this is a great matchup for Brandon Woodruff to exploit a bad Cubs offense. Yeah, bad Cubs offense. And uh, he definitely is probably... Uh, the the top guy in this matchup, Kyle Hendricks. I do want to talk about though because he has uh, he did pitch pretty well against the Brewers in his last start, uh, even though they ended up losing. But six innings, no earned runs. I imagine this is going to be a pretty low score game because even though the Brewers have won, uh, still not hitting at a consistent rate for us. I think to to expect them to really blow up Kyle Hendricks either, right? Right. I mean, look, Hendricks is a 
good starter. I mean, he's he's going to have a good day. Um, he pitched well against the Brewers in his first start. The Brewers' offense hasn't been off the page. So, you know, you're going to get hits. You're going to get base runners and stuff. And Kyle Hendricks can work out of that. If his defense can back him up and, you know, not give him not give the Brewers extra opportunities. Um, you know, Kyle Hendricks should have a have a quality start and he should have a really great stat line and have the Cubs in position to be competitive. If the Cubs offense wants to back him up, then, you know, we could see a really good game here. Yeah, I think we could. And I think we see a low scoring game now, Mm -hmm. whether you want to bet total runs in the first three innings, you know, under two and a half of that. But I mean, first five innings, I can definitely see a a one run two run game after five innings. So I think that's where I want to go a little bit. Now, I obviously you, you usually take that when it's only two premium pitchers. But I think with the pitching matchup and also the fact that these lineups aren't hitting well, uh, the Brewers are dealing with a couple of injuries too to their lineup. I know Colton Wong is out. Uh, Christian Yelich, he's day-to-day that I'm seeing, but uh, I'm not sure whether or not he ends up playing. Uh, but I, I think you know it ends up being low scoring. And look, the Brewers have been hitting well. Nine runs on their last two games against the Cardinals in that series and then six runs against the Cubs. Uh, so they have been hitting well, but maybe this is the matchup finally to put them back right where we thought they were going to be and maybe dealing with the injuries uh, then you know, we could see them score a little bit less. So I'll have that one for now. Uh, but obviously, I think where I want to go, money line first five innings with the Brewers and maybe first three, uh, one of those bets because uh, I, I think the Brewers in this matchup are definitely the team to go to. All right, next matchup we want to go to today. Actually, let's go to, uh, you know what? I, for for my buddy, uh, Lucas Giolito, let's, let's talk more about that White Sox game. It's a very good pitching matchup. So, the tough part here is you're not going to get a big price or a good price out of either team. Minus 105 for the White Sox on the money line. Minus 115, minus 112, excuse me, for Cleveland. Bieber against Giolito. The easy thing is we don't have these now, which stinks. In the morning, we can't tell you what strikeout props to get. Uh, but I imagine no matter what the total is, uh, I think Giolito and Bieber were most likely looking at the over for their strikeout props. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, Look, the Indians lineup isn't great, so Giolito should have a good day. Uh, The White Sox have been underperforming. So, you know, without Eloy Jimenez, who they haven't had all year, Tim Anderson's still out. You know, the other guys are okay, but they haven't been, you know, like they were last season, or Abreu hasn't been up to his MVP level, and the offense is kind of sputtering a little bit here or there. I mean... Shane Bieber can exploit that, and he has the stuff to to shut down a, you know, non-explosive offense. So, you know, I expect Shane Bieber to get out there. I mean, he has, you know, great numbers against a lineup like the White Sox. So <laughs> he should be able to throw his stuff, pick his pitches, get his pitch mix the way it needs to be, and handle the White Sox lineup for the most part. Um, I don't see any real continual challenge for Sean Bieber's stuff against the White Sox lineup. I mean, he should have a pretty nice control. He's got a high whiff rate. He's got a high, you know, strikeout rate. So it should be looking really good for Bieber. And the Indians offense has hardly anything. (laughs) So, you know, Lucas Giolito, I mean, he can throw as well as anybody. So 
He has great numbers across the board. He can pick his pitches. He's got an amazing pitch mix that should be able to, you know, stifle the Indians in most facets across the offense. I mean, again, with the Indians, if you're not Fran Mil Reyes and you're not like Jose Ramirez, you haven't really shown me anything that I should be scared of. And, you know, Giolito is going to be able to shut you down. So yeah, this should no, be he- great pitching across the board. Yeah, it should. And I expect it to be low scoring and I expect high strikeouts, even though Cleveland, they don't strike out or have not striked out a lot so far this season. But obviously, it's really early. And we, uh, if we look back, who knows how many top pitchers that they faced or a pitcher like Lucas Giolito. So Giolito, I think, should be fine. The White Sox, they're about the middle of the pack when it comes to strikeouts. So they also uh, could be fine when it comes to striking out as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you should be worried all about the matchup for Shane Bieber. Uh, this isn't the White Sox team that was hitting like they were last season, which isn't to mean that they they can't at some point, but they're dealing with injuries. They don't have some of their best hitters like Tim Anderson. Uh, they're, they're without Eloy Jimenez. So they've been hitting better as of late, but still not consistent enough and not good enough for me to think, all right, well, I think they're now going to hit Shane Bieber. I'm worried or concerned. Uh, you should not be concerned. And even with Giolito, we've seen him in short starts. Let's say Cleveland somehow does get on Giolito. Uh, we've seen him stay in games long enough to go five, four or five innings and still get 10 strikeouts. So uh, I don't think we have to worry about the strikeout props. The matchup, I think, is better for Shane Bieber, obviously, but uh, or or for Lucas Giolito, obviously. But Shane Bieber still should be fine in this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look. <laughs> Neither of these neither of these offenses are playing to their potential. So no, no. you know, Giolito and Bieber, they got their stuff. They should have a great day. Yeah, they should have a great day. You're tuned into Win Daily Sports Better Baseball Podcast. My name is John Jansen, joined by Brian. Check out we had some great picks yesterday here on Win Daily Sports. So go to windailysports.com, go to the betting page. All the picks that you could have. Our guy, Ghost, I have to shout him out. I think he was 4-0 yesterday, but he added a couple picks on a stream as well. And so he ended up being 6-0, 7-0 yesterday. Had a couple of home run calls, big plus money plays. Uh, so Ghost is on a roll, and so is the entire Windaily Sports team. Keith Cavanaugh Jr. continues to stay hot in the NHL as well. Uh, and Capper Steve continued to do well as well in the Windaily Sports team. So check it out. Betting picks, Windaily Sports. But we're going through some betting plays here for today's game on the Major League Baseball slate. We've already gone over the Cubs, Brewers, White Sox, and Cleveland. Let's go to the Angels and Kansas City. Uh, Angels, you know, still doing well. Uh, What what about this matchup that intrigues you a lot for today? Well, I love Dylan Bundy against the Royals lineup. I mean, the Royals lineup has been pretty spotty at best. Um, I don't see them being able to do anything really dangerous against Dylan Bundy. I mean, Dylan Bundy has a, has great numbers so far in his, you know, in his season. I mean, he's, he looks since he's been with the angels, he's looked great. uh, I think so. Yeah. He's continuing to do that this season. And I don't, I don't know, you know, at this point why we can't consider him just, I mean, obviously he's the ace for the angels, but he Mm -hmm. looks like a legitimate kind of ace for them. Yeah. I mean, look, he's going to have the offensive support, so he doesn't have to worry about being perfect every pitch, you know, and I think that helps a lot. 
because if you're pitching on a bad team, you, you know, you got to worry about, is my defense going to make those plays? Is my, you know, are my pitches going to hit their spots? And if they don't hit their spots, am I going to get blown up in an inning and just have like one super bad inning over a decent start that really skews my stats or whatever. But, you know, if you have a good offense behind you and you have a good defense behind you, you can go out there and throw your stuff, be comfortable. I think Dylan Bundy's in a good spot. I mean, he's in L.A., not in the prime L.A. spot of the Dodgers. He's with the Angels, so it's kind of like a, you know, a second-rate team kind of in the media perspective. Not that they're a second-rate team, but, like, the media coverage of the Angels is considerably less than the Dodgers in that market and, you know, considerably less than other teams around major league baseball. So he can go out there, be comfortable, throw his stuff. I mean, so far in this season, he's got an almost 40% K rate (laughs) and, you know, the Royals, I mean, outside of a, what a hot streak for Whit Merrifield, I don't think they've done too much offensively. So this is looking like a great matchup for Dylan Bundy. Yeah, it does look like a good matchup, and his breaking ball has just been absolutely great. Uh, he's had his hard hit percentage is down this season, which is very good. Uh, he he looks like a legitimate ace, and he's going up against a Royals lineup that I don't think is anybody really is too terrified about. Uh, I would I would just go money line here. Maybe you look first five. Um, I, I would do that. I know the Angels, they are dealing with injuries. Dexter mm-hmm. Fowler, we know out. Uh, Anthony Rendon on the 10-day IL. But, I mean, you look at the way Mike Trout is hitting. Even now, Shohei Otani is hitting well. Uh, this is looking like maybe uh, we can get some good good bats as well for the Angels here. Now, mm-hmm. Danny Duffy, so far, through one game, been pretty good. I mean, six yep. innings, no earned, but it was against, you know, that that Cleveland lineup. I think it's a right. little bit different. So yeah. I think if anything, I'm going to go with the angels here and I might just mm-hmm. go full game. Uh, I, and we'll check the first five. Uh, but yeah, minus 130, minus 127, minus 139 is where you can get the full game. But you know, I think Dylan Bundy should be absolutely fine in this matchup. Absolutely. And especially considering Danny Duffy maybe is the reason why this line is a little bit lower than it should be mm-hmm. for a Danny Duffy start, especially against Kansas City. Uh, I'll take that then because I don't think Danny Duffy is, you know, going to shut them, the Angels lineup down for six innings the way he did Cleveland. Just just doesn't no, seem like it, it would be possible or reasonable to think it could happen. Right. I mean, I would be surprised if he shut them down like he did the Indians in his first start. Um, I mean, it could happen, sure, but the Angels lineup, top to bottom, even with the injuries, I mean, is pretty daunting. You know, you got to deal with a middle of the lineup of Otani and Trout and even Pujols in his spots. I mean, that's still as tough as almost any team can throw at you, not to mention the contributions of Max Stassi and Iglesias and some of the other players, Upton, et cetera, that, you know, that are playing for the Angels. Like, I mean, you don't have a soft spot in that lineup that you can just hone in and be like, all right, I got past the four or five hitters. I can cruise along the seven, eight, nine guys. You know, like you're not going to have that easy spot where you're going to run into a few easy outs or, you know, like it's, it's tough. And it, you, if you're Danny Duffy, you have to be on your A game to be able to get the Angels consistently held down. 
Yes, you, you do. Know, yeah. You, you got to limit those base runners. You got to limit those bad pitches. You know, can Duffy do it? He can, but can he consistently do it for his six innings or however far he goes? That's a question that I don't think he can, you know, I don't think he can do it. I think the Angels will be able to jump on him at some point. Now, as you see here, I kind of jumped around a little bit because I saw the pitching matchup and I got kind of intrigued by it. Um, I might go with the under three and a half for the uh, for the Marlins and Braves. The Braves lineup has been definitely a lot better. Uh, Ronald Acuna yeah. has been hitting very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Freeman starting to hit well uh, a little bit this season, too. At least the power is starting to get there. But Ronald Acuna Jr., I mean, eight four home runs, eight RBIs, a four forty seven average. He's been great. But... I think the rest of the lineup still kind of lagging behind a little bit for the Braves. Uh, Pablo mm-hmm. Lopez is one that could absolutely, through five innings, shut them down. And I expect, because the Marlins lineup isn't good, and Max mm-hmm. Reed I still think is a very good pitcher, I expect Max Reed to have a giant bounce-back performance after his last start. I mean, this is a guy with an ERA uh, that's sitting at nine right now. And again, it's only, what, a couple of starts mm-hmm. that he's had. Um, so he had, against the Phillies, five innings, two weren't but against the Nationals, two innings and five earned. I think I can expect a pretty good bounce-back performance for Max Fried here, against, especially against the Marlins. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, look, he's at home against the Marlins. I like that matchup for Max Fried. I mean, the Braves are definitely playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So I think they're starting to get into their groove, into their rotation. Um you know, the offense is starting to click a little more. You know, like you said, Acuna's woken up. Freeman's getting ready to break out from his early season slump. You know, I, I like the direction that the Braves are going. Um, they're playing with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. You know, Acuna's the the genesis of a lot of that stuff. I mean, even last night, I mean, he had a triple and then on a routine pop-up to I don't shallow, know how he did that. Shallow center field. And he tagged up from third and and scored without even a threat, you know, like, I mean, I I, I was watching that game. I was listening to the announcers and they're like, oh yeah, as soon as the second baseman caught that ball and his momentum was carrying him out towards center field, Acuna just tagged up and, and sprinted home. I mean, he had a sprint speed of like 29 miles an hour or something like that. Like it was as fast as you can sprint in that distance, you know, like you don't get much faster than that in major league baseball. No, you really don't. No, like, like, like the announcer said, like, look, your offense can take a slump. Your defense can take a slump. Your speed never takes a slump. You will always have the speed. And as long as Acuna can run like that in those types of situations, the Braves are a danger on the base path. So I really like the way the Braves are looking for this matchup. I mean, even against what Pablo Lopez for the Marlins, like, yeah, he's good. I don't think he's going to shut down the Braves and be, you know, lights out. Yeah, I think the problem here becomes, and, you know, seeing this noted here on the starting rotation article, which you can see, windailysports.com. Adam, a great job of breaking down the entire starting pitching slate. Uh, and so while Max Fried looks great, 
um, for a great matchup against the Marlins. Marlins haven't had much time against lefties this season, but when they have, they haven't walked very much. Their strikeout rate at 21.4% looks a little bit better, but also Marlins are only 26th in hard hit rate against lefties. So it's a small sample size, uh, but I think what we can expect is a little bit of a bounce back for Max Fried. Uh, still has the stuff, just a bad start against Washington. I think that's all you can chalk it up to. But yeah, he also highlights, which is great, the fact that Pablo Lopez does not pitch well away from Marlins Park or whatever they they ended up calling it now. I'm going to call it Marlins Park forever. It's Lone Depot uh, Park with Lone, a, lower, with a right. lowercase p. Lone Depot. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to still go Marlins Park. And, you know, he hasn't pitched very well away from that. So is mm-hmm. this going to be one of those circumstances where I think Pablo Lopez has great stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. Can he do it away from Miami? We'll have to see about that one. That's where it gets a little bit tough. And that's why, you know, you see the Braves at minus 180. Sounds about right. Obviously a price I don't want to go for, uh, but maybe we do see uh, the Braves kind of win this one pretty easily. Last game we're going to go to, and unless we find something else here that we like, uh, the Dodgers against the Rockies. Dodgers are a huge, 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 huge favorite against the Rockies. This obviously seems like an easy play. Now, the first thing I have to ask anytime I see a plus 270, any chance the Rockies can end up winning this game uh, against the Dodgers today? It's very, very slim. I would, I mean, it would almost have to be the bullpen just blowing it in epic proportions, I would I would have to say. I mean, Maybe Senzatella has an amazing outing and can hold the Dodgers offense. You know, but the Dodgers are at home and Senzatella's not phenomenal usually against the Dodgers. <laughs> you know, how many more qualifiers can I put in there? Like, yeah. look, the Dodgers offense is clicking, even without Bellinger and Betts for the past handful of games. And I did see Betts was probable for today, so he might play. I don't know that for a fact if he's in the lineup yet. Um, But, I mean, the Dodgers can hit. And Senzatella can give them pitches that they can jump all over. So, can the Rockies win this game? Mm, I'm leaning almost to a hard no. But Yeah, sounds about right. It'll be a very steep uphill battle. If they can get some lucky breaks. Anything can happen, but I would say if Trevor Bauer is pitching like he pitches and he's able to start and MLB hasn't taken all of his baseballs away from him, um, I don't see any reason you should worry about what Trevor Bauer is going to do on the mound. He should be able to handle that Rockies offense like he was doing in spring training with like one eye closed, you know, like yeah, this, and this should be a, as clear cut as you can see from the numbers on the page that Bauer and the Dodgers have the advantage over the Rockies in Los Angeles. I don't expect it to play out that much differently. No. And I think I'm going to go with definitely the over four and a half for the Dodgers here. Uh, I I will take my chances on the fact that they can just hit Sensatella very Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Sensatella's first start three innings, seven earned against the Dodgers. Now, of course, that was in Colorado. Obviously, we expect more runs there uh, in Colorado than we do in Los Angeles. And it's not like the Dodgers. I mean, they're they're hitting well. 
Uh, but it's not like they're consistently hitting over four and a half each and every game on right. their last three. And this was a series against the Nationals. The first game of the series, one to nothing win, nine to five win in the second game, and three to nothing in the third. But I think I'm I, I want to take my chance on the fact that they already hit Sensatella hard. Mm-hmm. I expect them to do it again. Four and a half runs. And even if it's not for seven, you know, four and a half, I think is something that I go, all right, well, four and a half seems like a, a reasonable number to expect them. Uh, to honestly get. And I want to go a little bit here with the Reds and Giants. Uh, minus 104, Luis Castillo on the mound. Now, this is a little bit of, can we trust Luis Castillo? But uh, is there any way I'm not going with the Reds in that one? I think minus 104 is a good thing. Now, Kevin Gaussman, he's been pitching well. Lucas, G- or, or, excuse me, Luis Castillo has mm-hmm. not, not Luke, Lucas Giolito has been fine, but he's also not on the Reds and not pitching today for the Reds. <laughs> it's Castillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Castillo... It was really that one game, but seven innings, zero earned against Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I think, honestly, the, the Reds, I, I would like to take in this one. I think money line for them uh, seems pretty good, and I can expect them, especially against the Giants team. I, I think they can hit Gosman around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for 104, I would take the Reds, absolutely. Yeah, um, it seems like a very small, small yeah, price, especially for a, a Giants team that's <clears throat> it's hitting under 200 mm-hmm. uh, as a team collectively. They're not hitting as well as nearly as they were last season. Now, they've been winning, but that's a 3-1 win against Colorado, 4-3 right. win against Colorado, 4 nothing, mm-hmm. and they got shut out 3 to nothing against the Reds in their last game. So they, right. they honestly haven't been hitting well, even though they have been winning. Right. I mean, look, the Giants can grind out some wins. There's no doubt that they can you know, put some things together and, and get a run here and there. But with an opponent like the Reds, that's going to be really tough, you know, because the Reds are a pretty formidable lineup. They got pretty solid starting pitching. They're pretty good on defense. I mean, like the Reds are a pretty solid team up and down. There's very few overwhelming weak spots. So you know, a team like the Giants matches up much weaker than the Reds matchup. So I think the Reds will be able to get their hits in on Gaussman. I think Castillo will pitch well enough to maintain the Giants and the bullpen can come in and and contain what the Giants offense has been doing. Um, you know, the Reds always have that potential for a big inning or a big hit. So <clears throat> You know, the Giants might need to rely on grinding the ball and and working the base runners around the base path to get runs in. But the Reds, as much as they do that, they also get home runs. You know, so you can expect the power, the pop to maybe be a difference maker for the Reds than, you know, just grinding out the at-bats and grinding out the, the base runners and working them around the base path and playing small ball and, and doing that, which they also do. But, yeah, you know, I, I think the Reds over the Giants is a smart, easy, safe pick. Uh, I don't see anything from the Giants that really puts me over the top to be concerned about what the Giants can do or to – It's just their lineup. I mean, yeah, they just it's, won't hit. It's just, yeah. It just doesn't look good on paper. It hasn't performed overwhelmingly well in the field. So, yeah, it, it's – just doesn't look impressive. Yeah, and I still like betting against the Giants bullpen. Mm-hmm. So even if this game is close, uh, I expect the Reds. You know they they hit pretty well against the Pirates, and so mm-hmm. maybe that skews the numbers a little bit. But 
nothing is telling me that San Francisco is that much better. And especially San Francisco when they're hitting, uh, I just don't think is that much better, Mm -hmm. to be honest. They're batting, again, as a team collectively under 200 and really have not been good all season hitting the ball. And I think that's an example of their last few games as well. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's what the port is looking like here in the Better Baseball podcast. We're going, uh, I think, under three and a half total runs in the first five innings for the Brewers and Cubs. I think that's a good play. Kyle Hendricks Mm -hmm. pitched pretty well against the Brewers in his last start. Brandon Woodruff has been phenomenal. Uh, I was going to go money line with the Brewers for the first five, but I just think, since I think it's going to be so scoring, might as well just go with the under three and a half instead of trying to take a chance on a one nothing or two nothing yeah. game uh, when it gets to the fifth inning. I just mm-hmm. think Kyle Hendricks and Woodruff both should do pretty well against two lineups, and the Brewers have looked better, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and their last three games have looked great. But still, I don't know consistent mm-hmm. enough, and especially against Hendricks, I don't know if I like that matchup enough, I would say. Uh, so the under three and a half seems like a good play. The Angels, uh, first five money line, minus 130. Love that matchup against the Royals, mm-hmm. and especially – picking on that Dylan Bundy <laughs> against Danny Duffy matchup uh, over four and a half total runs by the Dodgers. Basically we're trying to pick on Antonio Sensatella again and see whether or not the Dodgers can hit him. And then mm-hmm. the Reds, as we just talked about minus one Oh four. So uh, uh, Brian, uh, unless there's any objections from you, I think this is where we're kind of going with today's slate. Yeah, no, it looks good to me. I, mean, I, I did read in one of the wind daily sport articles that you might want to keep your eye on the Tigers Astros with uh, Akil Badu being able to yeah. get some get some nice power going. And, yeah, he's uh, been he's been okay. He's been and right. uh, you know what are we going to see what out of Odorizzi? Like, yeah, is he going to be able to do anything? It, you know, it's just I saw that in one of the articles. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Like, I didn't. You know, you look at Astros Tigers on the page. You're like, eh, Astros most likely, but you know the Tigers lineup has been. And I, I'm going to use and this the Astro, phrase. Astros have cooled off too a little. Yeah, the Astros have cooled off a little. The Tigers lineup. I'm going to use this phrase that I hate, but they've been sneaky good. You know, I I I hate that phrasing, but you know, recently they've been doing pretty well, and their statistics, you know, shape them up to be one of the better offenses performing, at least in the moment. You know, so far this season, you know, and that's. That's a surprise, but with Akil Badu doing what he's been doing, I mean, how can you look away and not even acknowledge that with a matchup against an unproven Odorizzi on the mound, yeah, maybe you take a look at it. See yeah, what you, can get. you know, I always like at least having one of these plays in here for the <clears> slate. I think we've done it for the most part, almost every better baseball podcast, which you're listening to right now, windailysports.com. Uh, I always like going because it, it happens every single slate, trying to pick the, mm-hmm. the plus 160, the plus 200 play. Uh, that could end up hitting. And look, the the Tigers ended up winning last night against mm-hmm. the Astros. The Astros have definitely pulled off in terms of hitting the ball. Uh, I know I was picking on them a lot for their team total over, but that's obviously cooled down a little bit. Uh, the Tigers could be a good play here, and I think you're right. We don't know what we're going to get out of Jake Odorizzi. Matthew Boyd has actually looked pretty good in two mm-hmm. starts, 2.13 ERA. Uh, I, You know, I... I think it's not a bad play, especially with the Astros. They've just lost their last three games. With a yeah. Run totals of two, three, and two. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I like the plus 160. So there you go. A late addition. Look at that. Late <laughs> addition to the board here on the Better Baseball Podcast. So that's what we're going to leave it with. Those are our plays for today. Go back and check out some of the articles that we've been referencing to help us out with these plays. Mm-hmm. You can use them as well. They're DFS articles, but you can use them for betting. 
starting rotation, MLD, MLB DFS picks and pivots. It's all on the Wind Daily Sports page, winddailysports.com. You can also check out the betting page for the sports betting picks. They will be rolling in all throughout the day. Look, my man Ghost already has, he went undefeated yesterday. He already has one, two, three, four NBA plays for you. So go out and, and continue to look for our bets on the betting page at Wind Daily Sports. Com. That's it for the Betting Baseball Podcast. That is Brian. You can follow him at One Fan Power Trip. My name is John Jansen. You can follow me at Jansen 34 We'll be back tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Good luck tonight. And uh, be sure to check out more, winddailysports.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.